Hi everyone. Before we start this week's episode, we just wanted to give you all a little warning about the future of the podcast. Don't worry, we're not going away. We've still got a lot of episodes to go through and some great guests coming up. We just wanted to tell everyone that starting with episode 12, that's the next one, all future episodes of Full Metal Analysts will be released on Wednesdays. It's still the same episodes, same hosts, same jokes, just on a different day. So don't forget, after this episode, all future episodes will come out on Wednesdays. Unless we change that release date in the future or get shot inside of a phone booth for figuring out a secret government conspiracy. Which could definitely happen. Is it just me or did Arthur used to have a mole on his nose? It's just you. Oh. And now on with this week's show. It's a good one. And we can say that because we are in it. I could swear he had a mole. New skin treatment. The bay. The the bay. The bay? The the, the, the bay. A bay is a type of horse. What about it? The baby's coming! The baby's coming! <laughs> you want me to do it again? I can do it again. No, no, it's okay. It's I can okay. do it all day. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Full Metal Analyst, a podcast where three writers analyze each and every episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I'm Michelle, and here with me as always is Arthur. How are you doing, Arthur? Doing great. And Mike. So well. And today we have a very special guest. He's our first international guest. He's the host of the Tojihaki podcast, and he's also a podcast editor, a very famous person in Brazil. And you guys can't prove me wrong because you're not Brazilians. So please welcome to the show, Nathan Clashman. How are you, Nathan? Well, everything he said, you can't prove him wrong. Uh, thanks for having you me. You work guys. for CNN. You work for CNN. Well, actually, CNN is my client. So oh. CNN works for you. Uh, <laughs> I, I provide fine services for the CNN. Well, yeah. I've never met you, sir, but you sound confident. So I have no choice but to believe everything you're, you're on my top three Brazilian list at this time. I know three Brazilians. I know four. I assume there's millions of Brazilians. Oh, wow. I never heard that joke before, Mike. Wow, Mike, you're so original. You're so original. So let's begin as we always do, which is by asking our guest, when did you first watch Full Metal Alchemist? Uh, was it Brotherhood? Was it the original? I watched the first animation such a long time ago. I don't remember Jack shit. Brotherhood, I think I started watching back in 2014 with mm -hmm. Michelle. We we, we used yes. to go to a to a friend's house and we like all sit up and, and watch and laugh at oh, the yes. violin music. I am very mad, Michelle, that you did not mention the violin song for like. 10 episodes, at least six episodes. Six episodes I, I haven't mentioned it yet. Yes. I didn't want to share this in joke with Arthur and Mike, but it's like, <laughs> there's this violin. I mean, there's a moment that you cannot stop noticing the song. I mean, it's the only tense music they have on, you know, they use for the, uh, the show. Is it the one that goes dun dun? Yeah. Dun dun dun. Yeah. Dun dun dun. Yeah, yeah. Dun 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 So it's so repetitive because like we were watching every weekend we were reunite and watch like five to ten episodes a day and it stuck with us, you know, but uh yeah, just a tiny little thing. And then there was a three year gap since we could reunite again and finish like the last five episodes of Brotherhood. I started rewatching the show when I knew I was gonna be in this podcast and it's been a joy. Yeah. It's really it's, nice. I was just talking about how this is like a different way of watching it than I, like I've always just binged it because it's hard not to. 
Yeah. And like being forced to watch it week by week. I've actually really enjoyed it as an experience. You're kind of having the experience that people in Japan had when it came out like yeah it feels like a serial like a like a hero serial that i took like turn on the radio every week <laughs> yeah and then you <laughs> and watch it and then you go to school during the week and you talk with your friends yo have you seen the new episode yeah it's total bonkers and you yeah. gotta for me it is very much this way because i've never i we're we're past the point where i was aware of like a long time ago so i don't know anything i, I really want to know what's going to happen next and i don't Mike, like, what is the thing you want to know the most? Like, what are you... Right now, I'm in suspense over the teacher because I remember that I saw, like, one image of the teacher, and to me, it looked like the homunculus people. I want to know what that's about. I'm literally just curious about the next thing. It's not even, like, an overarching thing. Like, of course, I want to know how it all ends up, but the show does a really good job of leaving you feeling like, okay, and next... <laughs> I did want to talk about the episode structure of Full Metal Alchemist and a lot of anime that I've noticed. It's like anime's mastered the like serialized thing. And I feel like each episode is the back half of a regular episode and then the front half of a regular episode. So each episode ends halfway through what would be a regular episode of TV. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It might have something to do with the fact that these are being adapted from like one Full Metal Alchemist episode usually equals to two to three manga chapters. And there is that very clear divide in the show itself that's marked by those Full Metal Alchemist uh, cards. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's very episodic. Like it, it splits it up into little sequences, I guess. But before we continue talking about the episode, it's time for us to do our recap. This is the moment in the podcast where one of us will be chosen at random to do a 21-second improvised recap of what just happened in this episode. The recapper will be chosen by rolling the dice, which I will roll now. One will be me, two will be Arthur, three will be Mike, and four will be Nathan. Here we go. Two. Oh my god! It's Arthur. No. Arthur! No! Oh, no! Oh my god! <laughs> yes! Nathan, you cursed me by calling me out on Twitter. Yes! <laughs> Ready? Go. Okay, so Ed and Elle get to Rush Valley where there's lots of automail and Winry freaks out. And then, oh no, uh, his pocket watch was stolen. And who was it? It was Paninia. Uh, Paninia is a girl with a cannon in her leg. And then they go to Paninia's house. I think, no, her person rescued his house and then a baby's born again. <laughs> Pretty much. 23 seconds. <laughs> yes, that is exactly what happens in this episode. Pretty much what I predicted. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. But yeah. sure. It was uh, the last episode when you predicted Paninia. <laughs> this is the episode where. It seems like every animated adventure show has to have an episode where a random pregnant woman appears and then a baby is born. Yeah. <laughs> like almost every anime has that episode. Avatar has that episode. You gotta have a new life gives me hope <laughs> moment. Speaking of strange tropes that show up in everything, why why is it that every time a woman is pregnant, all you need are like ice, boiling water, and towels? Oh my god, I had something <laughs> to say about this. Someone told me last week that telling the man to go like go boil some water it's actually just to get rid of them <laughs> oh. <laughs> really? oh that's genius you don't need boiling water but it's like go like it sounds like it's something that could be useful 
And so they just send the man away while he goes and watches water boil. <laughs> Quickly, go empty your inbox. <laughs> right. <laughs> your emails. Oh, no. This episode was meant to make us see that there are things that the Eric brothers fear, even though they're every single place they go to, and is like, ah, I don't believe in God, my lady. Like there are things even he fears. Yeah, they can't create a person, but this lady can. You know, like their their alchemy can't do what this what they're witnessing. You know, they, I, I actually liked how they had Winry to counterbalance that, where she's like, seriously, <laughs> like. Like, you're, no, duh, like, it's just a baby. <laughs> like, I can't believe you're relating this to alchemy. Alchemy is thought to be, like, the power of God and transmutation and, you know, changing life around you uh, with, you know, some principles, of course, but there's some elements that human life in its own can produce, but alchemy does not. Yeah, it, it, it also has to do with, every single episode opens with, but what could be the value of a human life, right? I don't know, I, I skipped that. Human so soul. Our, <laughs> yes, human soul. So that's a question that's posed every single episode. That is a question that they did not even consider when creating the mom. I mean, they did have that whole, like, we we're going to give a, a little bit of a few drops of our blood for genetic material, but the soul was never taken into consideration. Yeah. A baby is a reminder of the thing they forgot, the obvious thing they forgot. And in a way, there's another reminder in this episode because it's the episode we learned about what's written inside the pocket watch. Right, yeah. So, so I guess that is the, the thematic connection between the baby and the pocket watch, which seem to be like completely different plot lines. It's supposed to, to symbolize constant reminders of your own failure. I think the episode could have done something a little extra to put this into perspective. I mean, what if the brothers had actually delivered a baby, you know? They had to be... Yeah in touch with the whole subject in front of them, not like just soaking in the corner until Winry finishes up. And I think that could have been a great opportunity for them to actually face, you know, uh, the mistakes of the past, which Ed has been carrying for like such a long time. They could have hung a hat on it. They could have made it a little bit more clear that they were talking about but they could have related it to what their search is a little bit. Yeah, you know? because or else this kind of feels a like just a, just a bridge episode. Like, oh, we're going to meet our teacher, but we're going to make a, a small stop here where this thing happens, which doesn't really serve much purpose to the journey on its entirety. I would have liked yeah. more about Automail, honestly. Like, they're in the Automail yeah. town. Like, why wasn't this episode more about Automail? Yeah. Automail is probably... It's one of the three reasons why... I may be spoiling things here, but when it comes time to our grades, I'm going to give this episode a really low grade because I feel like this episode was the first time where I was watching Fullmetal Alchemist where I kind of went, we could have cut this. We could have we could have cut this episode. Totally, uh, yeah. By the end, I was like, we could have cut this. And I feel like the reason why this episode doesn't work as much as I think it does is because this episode kind of, it, it kind of tries to frame it as Winry's story of realizing what she has to offer and what she must do of getting her resolve. I mean, in the 2003 anime, I went to check, this episode is literally called Her Reason. Oh, So it's, yeah, it's really framed as like Winry's episode. But when you think about it, like when it it's, comes time it for the big... It feel that way. Yeah, exactly. It's It sticks with the Eric brothers. I agree. 
this episode it takes us into the city, the the capital of Automail. You know, this is the city and they where completely new Automails are created. This, you know, they all exactly. oh God, the capital of Automail. Here's a pregnant lady. Deal with it. <laughs> I thought yeah. that's where they were going when they showed you the the little box in the beginning with the arm in it. You know what I mean? The right. And it it looked I look it looked so cool. It looks. We should post a picture of it and suffer because it looks so oh, cool yeah. that, that like, you'd be crazy not to want it arms like you won't you would want to <laughs> cut your own arm off yes it's a nimbus 2000 of arms like you want to <laughs> cut your own arm off to, to, to just to wear it because it looks so cool just for like, you mike we're gonna uh, make it the, the, yeah. the album art for this episode Heck yeah. I'm, for honored. You. Nice. I'm honored <laughs> i froze the screen and i was like oh my god i want that and also what is this town of armless people <laughs> <laughs> like, do they all do they all come here? You know, because they need auto mail and then they stay. I'm just genuinely curious about this town and how it came to be. So here's a question I want to I want to pose to everyone. Yeah. Okay. Is this episode filler? Yes. Yes. I would say so. One hundred percent. Yes. Okay. I love filler episodes. Filler episodes can be awesome, but it also wasn't that great. <laughs> yeah i think the reason i was like this is a, obviously i'm upset every week i can't press next episode but like the reason i was really upset this week was because i felt like i needed to get a little bit more <laughs> like I, you I, felt like... Sat, I mean you were teased for like <laughs> 10 episodes with great stuff and then you get to this episode and like okay uh i i need something extra you know there's a little spice missing. like yeah well, they I were teasing to say that i didn't enjoy it like i I still had a lot of fun watching this episode because it's just a good show and I love watching the characters week to week. Does anyone have anything to say about Panina? Silence. Yeah, this is a lot about her. She's uh she's got metal legs as I recall. She's, she's fine. I don't not like Panina. She just gave up really easily her entire shtick of pickpocketing people. She was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. It is kind of wrong to pickpocket people. I guess I'll stop doing that now. I guess I'll, I guess I'll stop using my leg cannon, which is fucking red. It well, is like really she was red. using it before. She wasn't imagine, using it to escape from an orphan on the street and being like, I'm going to give you a prosthetic limb with a gun in it. <laughs> That's responsible. <laughs> like, what'd you expect? Of course she became a pickpocket. <laughs> She's like that. Her a, a gun leg. <laughs> I mean, I want one. <laughs> I don't want one. I like my legs. I want Arthur to have one. And now it's time for everyone's favorite segment, Mikey at the Bat. Woo! All right, I'm ready. Yeah. What's the name Mike. of this episode? Give it to me. You have to predict what happens in the next episode based only on the title. And the title is, When it is all, all is one. Right. It sounds like some kind of political statement to me. I think this is going to be a political intrigue episode where, where we put that thesis to the test in some way. You know, I think that we're going to stick with Colonel Mustang a little bit on this episode as he uh, advances his plot to become the Fuhrer. That's my guess. That reminds me, actually, that I did not remember Mustang being so power hungry before. Yeah, we were talking last episode, I think, about how he is a little bit of an anti-hero. I don't remember the, the whole ordeal of him being like, I'm going to, you know, reach power and change shit. And that sets a new perspective for me for watching the show. Uh, it's pretty interesting. 
you're picking up on the nuances of 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 you know of his motivation you know like mm-hmm. he's he's likable on the face of it on the face of it he's just he's cool i still like him even even now but but uh you know you can't help but <laughs> face the fact that he is involved in some horrible war crimes <laughs> <laughs> well obviously the world it's set in is like we're watching it from the perspective of a powerful imperial government and you're like no big no no that doesn't happen those are the bad guys (laughs) and and like why why we're meant to watch this from the perspective of the bad guys it's it's pretty interesting it's a short ride in history in japan or the united states or you know just a lot of places you just look back at and see a an ugly imperial vision of um of how of how the world works and i think I think that's why they wanted us to see it from that perspective, you know? I think it's really smart on Hiromu's part to ostensibly take what is a story for teenagers and to put this in it. Yeah, I mean, I would, you know, as far as my my predictions go, I feel like hopefully, and and I think that we'll probably eventually see Al and Ed become very disillusioned with their government, you know, with their, with being a state alchemist, even though it's really super important to them. It's, it probably yeah. will get pretty... It's already been tarnished, you know? How how much more are they going to go? Right. Yeah. And after we just glorified her work, let's shit on it by giving it this episode a grade. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to get started and say what we've all been thinking. I give this episode 1.5 uh, out of oh. 5 stars. Wow. Damn. Good filler doesn't make you realize that it's filler. Bad filler is the kind where while you're watching it, you're like, we don't really need to see this. Can we just skip to the next episode? And I feel like this episode commits that sin. Um, I'm going to give mine a 2.5. Like, I still enjoyed it. Like, I had a good time watching it. I think one of the most BS parts of it I'm realizing now is, like, if it was supposed to be about Winry at all, like, her realization at the end, that's like, I just want to be good at automail so I can help you, Ed. You can give us a, a female character who wants to get better for their own sake you know i don't know i'm gonna say you know i think one is unwatchable you know i think that's what Wait, we're, we're, but we're great we're grading it on a curve of full metal alchemist fair enough i'm gonna give it like a two. 1.5 full metal alchemist is still interesting television i'm gonna give it a two i'm gonna i'm gonna say two i think you're right i think you could have chopped it out and it wouldn't have really mattered that much and and arthur that's like a, such a good point like it's well said because it's like if this was supposed to be about Winry's quest and journey to become better at automail like it wasn't that at all it wasn't that at all and it was weird and random baby and i'll give it a two i th- i think i'm gonna stay with with two as well i mean it, it's a little behind the, the middle ground you know from the 2.5 because uh, it's it's a filler that doesn't really bring too much into the story or you know the lore of the show it it doesn't really stand out and it's just kind of bland it kind of you you can't gloss over this episode pretty easily. What's the perfect filler episode? I'll go with the usual beach episode without the over-the-top sexualization. Any beach episode is great. Beach episode? You oh, you don't know beach episode? No, 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 no. We're just talking about the concept of a beach episode. Oh, oh. You wait. You got. You got. Oh, okay. Beach. So every anime, at one point or another, will have an episode where the characters just go to the beach. <gasps> Or, or like, just have a normal vacation somewhere nice, you know? It's just, like, a really 
relaxation time. I think I ever picked up on that, but now that I look back, I feel like I've seen a lot of those kinds of episodes and I didn't understand. If you want an equivalent of a beach episode for live action TV, it's those episodes where Picard goes to a planet to relax or something. Riza. Yeah. Riza. yeah. <laughs> now it's time for... What did we learn? Today we learned that if you're on a train and you're on your way somewhere and the train is passing through Rush Valley, just don't get off. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> I learned that, that pickpocketing is bad. I never really thought about it before. <laughs> but Winry explained it really well. So. Pickpocketing is good, actually. And <laughs> you yeah. make a good point. Yeah, that's all. Actually, you know what? Pickpocketing is good. Huh. When you really think about it, though, pickpocketing is good. <laughs> it does sound fun. And if you want to know other things that are actually good, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at FM Analysts. That's FM Analysts on Twitter. Subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. And please, if you like the show, leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from our listeners. Nathan, can you plug? Do you have anything to plug? I'm not going to recommend listening to my podcast because it's in Portuguese. But if you want to leave the link in the description, uh, I mean, someone might take a look. But you can find me on normal social media like Instagram. It's Nate Potato and Twitter is Astronate. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. And to those who do speak Portuguese, the following 20 seconds are just for you. E aí, como é que você tá, Natan? Tudo bem com você? E aí, Michel, beleza? Mano, tá... Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike, is there any languages that just you and I speak? <laughs> uh, no. No. <laughs> no, I forgot we're dumb. That'll be all for now. We'll see you next time on Full Metal Analysts. Until then, stay frosty. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for having me. I like to premiere a brand new segment. It's called Did Mike Catch It? Mike, in this episode, there was a recurring character who appeared in the background for a single shot. Did you see him? Yeah. Who it, was it? Yeah. It was Colonel... Colonel... Nope, you're wrong. <laughs> you did not catch it. In, the la in one of the last shots, you can see a wonder poster for Scar. Oh... Uh.